Welcome back to Lucid Living, and if this is your first time, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you aboard. My name is Andrew Larkin. I'm an actor, model, performer, storyteller, and today I'm going to be your host, your guide for today's podcast. All right, so before we dive into today's episode, guys, we're going to do some deep, intentional breathing, ground ourselves into this moment, this beautiful beautiful moment which we're gonna dive deeper in later on but as we breathe i want you to inhale we're gonna do one minute of deep intentional breathing at our own pace so as you inhale inhale through the nose and as you inhale expand the belly like like a water balloon nice and big hold it at the top exhale out the mouth contract the belly back to your center hold it at the bottom you can do box breathing which is in for four hold for four out for four hold for four or if you want to channel that parasympathetic that rest and recover state you can Exhale a little bit longer than your inhale. So in for four, hold for four, out for six, hold for six, or out for eight, hold for eight. So really take this time for you. Focus on the breath, focus on the body, give it a body scan, find gratitude, give a little smile when you do this. So take this time, we're gonna take one collective breath together and then go to your own pace. All right, three, two, one, inhale through the nose, and then go. All right, now I want you to take one final inhale through the nose. Nice and big, nice and big. Hold it at the top. Now exhale it all out with a sigh. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this practice. Let's introduce some movement back into the body. So wiggle the toes. Yes. Wiggle the fingertips. Mm. Ah, Roll your shoulders back a few times. Going forward a few times. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ah, sway the neck to the left. Oh yeah. Let go of that tension. Sway it to the right. Shake, 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 shake. Move the chi, move the energy. Shake, 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 shake. Hands up. Namaste. Thank you. Booyah. That always centers me. Woo! I love it. Alright, now as always, let's take a little sip of water, stay hydrated, and let's dive into it. Alright, so for today's episode, it's inspired by something that's um, it's been very present for me, and I'm really excited to share this with you guys. So I'm in this state in my life where I'm really trying to explore new avenues, new skills, new ways of being, you know, and um, as I've learned about the growth mindset... I've, I love just dipping my toe into different, whether that's music, whether that's this skill, dancing, martial arts, you know, all these different avenues, and to see myself progress over time when I stay consistent with it is, that's, again, growth, I think, is one of the most beautiful things. I think it's one of the things that makes life worth living, 
right? Our ability, our ability to learn, our ability to grow every single day, I think is fascinating. And our capacity, we are so much more capable than we think we are. So for me, I'm in a state of flux, a state of wanting to just really take as much time to learn and grow as much as I can and build these new skills, especially as an actor. I want to be attractive to casting by having certain skill sets, by working on different crafts. If I'm just one-dimensional, I'm only good at one thing, you know, that I'm going up against hundreds of other people who are good at that one thing, and it's, it's, it's challenging. But if I have a, a gift, have a talent, have an experience, a skill, and a bunch of different things that I can pull from, that it makes me a little bit more attractive when it comes to casting because I might have a skill that is required for a certain character and then I'm on a short list there so it could be pretty cool so I'm in this state where I'm really trying to explore new things and that looks like right now it's martial arts right now it's breakdancing I'm taking vocal lessons singing lessons and I'm really trying to just explore and practice and, and it's cool seeing when you start and then after two weeks three weeks two months, four months, it's cool to see how your body adapts to it and you slowly start to get a little bit better. It's frustrating at first, of course it is, because it's new and no one likes to suck, even though you get bruises, you get banged up, you get sore, you know, it's it's not working the way you want it to. Your body is not adjusting the way you want it to, and then you stick with it, and it's beautiful, it's really cool. So, beside the point, another skill that I have, I want to learn so deeply, and I'm gonna dive in head first, and I really want to stick with it because I also f have understood these patterns that I create where I sometimes dip my toe in and I kind of just lose interest after like three weeks and then I kind of go on to the next thing. So I'm trying to be present with am I really just trying to do too much and I just jump around, jump around and I don't actually give my full attention to it. So are we just running from it? What's going on, Andrew? But for this is something I really want to dedicate my time to and find... The deep, I have the deep inspiration and the motivation to do it. So it's just when those days come up where it's like, all right, I just don't want to do this anymore. Keep pushing, keep doing it, keep learning, keep growing a little bit every single day. Five minutes a day of doing that is better than nothing. It's a lot better than nothing. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, it's a lot better than nothing. So I'm holding myself accountable. But what that skill is, is ASL. It's American Sign Language. And I want to share as to why... I have this all of a sudden passion for wanting to explore this new skill, this new way of life, this new ability ability to communicate because I'm going to be completely honest, a lot of people who are interested and pursue learning ASL have coworkers, loved ones, people that they interact with that are deaf and a part of the deaf community and that's the reason why they go into sign language because they want to be able to communicate with them and I'm going to be completely honest. I actually don't have a memory of interacting with an individual in the deaf community. I, I don't have any personal acquaintances that I know who are deaf. I have no interactions with it, so it's so interesting for me. It's such, a, And growing up in my environment, I was never exposed to it. I didn't have any exposure. I never... I never spent an ounce of energy or thought on what it would be like to grow up as a deaf individual, right? And I, you know, you don't realize your privilege, you know, being able to hear. That's one of my, when I go through my gratitude, I go through all my senses being grateful that I can see, that I can hear, that I can smell, that I can taste, that I can touch. And I'm so grateful for all of that. But being able to hear is something that I've been taking for granted for so much of my life. 
but it all kind of started really when I saw the movie Coda. If you guys haven't seen it, it's on Apple Plus. Please watch this film. It fundamentally changed me, and this is why I want to be an actor. I want to be a, a storyteller, possibly filmmaker. I want to be in this industry of telling stories because of how it moved me, how I felt afterwards. As storytellers, as filmmakers, as actors, we have the ability to move people with stories. We have the ability to shine a light sh on an um, underrepresented community, to educate people, to get a glimpse of what life may look like for someone that you have no access to in your regular world, your regular reality. And that move, I had never, I had never spent an ounce of thought on what it would feel like or be like to be a coda to be a child of a deaf adult. The weight that is on the, your back, you know, trying to balance these two worlds, trying to, you know, find out who you are and take off and live your life, but also feeling like you have to stick around for your parents to, because you're the in-between the two worlds to allow, you're, you're, it's, it's, oh my gosh, it was just, it moved me so deeply and just the storytelling, the musical aspect of it, I was just, it was a roller coaster ride for me of emotions, man. I was crying, I was laughing, I was feeling so much, and I fell so deeply in love with all of that, and that got me curious. And then, just again being an actor, seeing more representation in films. You know, you have superheroes. You have the Eternals, Makara, Makari, Makari. You know, superhero who is is deaf. You have Echo in the Marvel universe who's also deaf and then I was you know watching the show Dahmer and there was an episode of a deaf individual there's I feel like there's a lot more representation being given in films and I think as an actor wanting to pursue that I don't think a lot of people know how to sign sign language I certainly don't really at the moment I mean I got my alphabet down but um I think if I if I can harness this skill I think that would be helpful again attractive skill to have for filmmakers for films in the future, if there is a film where that requires an actor to be able to sign and I can do that, that's awesome. So that's one angle of me wanting to pursue this, to build this new skill. Also, this is this next reason I'm gonna give is really kind of the heart of the episode, is the presence that is involved with signing. And I was listening to an interview with Troy Kotzer, who won an Academy Award for his performance in CODA, and I think he's the coolest dude ever. <laughs> he's so amazing. And the way he talks about signing is, is there's something about when you lose in a, like, you know, Daredevil, like, you can't see, so his other senses are heightened. You can't hear, you have to really utilize your other senses. So he's so present and pays attention when other people are talking, other people are signing. And he's so observant, and it's become this super strength, this super superpower. And he's really with people. Like when he's with you, when he's communicating with you, he's approaching you, he's with you. There's a presence to that. And I think in a time with technology on the rise, and you know, ADD, ADHD, attention spans going up like crazy our attention span is getting smaller, I think the greatest gift that we can give people is our presence. That's just being there, being fully unconditionally there with someone, seeing them, listening, not just hearing them, listening to them. 
I think is a gift that we can give people. And I think it's going to be something that also as we continue to evolve that we might slowly lose just with the way things are looking and evolving. And I think it's so beautiful being in an ASL community where you have to be with people. You have to be so present with them because I think that's so human. And I think that's where connection is really just flourishes is being with them. I almost like to correlate it with watching international foreign films. I started watching a bunch. I saw Drive My Car. Worst Person in the World is awesome. I saw Pan's Labyrinth. Yesterday I saw Roma. And I was I never really I was never really into subtitled movies. But I started you know, watching these movies over the past couple weeks and I loved it, man, because it's so easy for us nowadays to watch something at home, to binge something, and to be on my phone thinking of this, thinking of that, and just my attention's all over the place. But if I'm watching a foreign film, in order for me to understand what is going on, to take it all in, I need to watch. I need to put everything else down and watch because I need to read the subtitles to understand what they're saying. And then also seeing what's going on on the camera, right? So I like to associate it with that. I think ASL is very similar to that where I have to be with you because I have to see your signs. That's the language. I can't bail myself out by just hearing you, right? We're on our phone and I'm not actually looking at you, but I'm hearing you. So yeah, I get what you're saying. And that's how we're communicating. We're not actually looking at each other. We're on our phones. We're down. We're thinking of this, thinking of that. And I think that presence is so beautiful. <clears throat> and that's really, again, the heart of the episode is presence. And um, I think the last thing that I want to add is thinking about... <clears throat> myself i like to meditate and i like to look at myself my future self you know the highest version of myself what does he look like what is he wearing how is he walking how is he talking and again that's like that kind of takes you away from the present moment in some respects so i like to take some present time mindful time to live into the future like that i think it's still a good practice but i uh i did that with once i once you get excited about something you start you can't really sleep sometimes, you know, you're, you're, you're staying, you're sitting, lying in bed and your brain's just going crazy thinking of all these things, of all these what ifs, situations, what life would be like if I knew how to sign and I knew how to, I was, I was, I was lingual, like I could, I could speak sign language fluently, I was fluent in sign language, how would that feel, what would that look like, what would that feel like interacting with a, a you know, a deaf child, seeing them, I think it's such an underrepresented community Again, that, and I don't know, I, I could see myself in the future signing with a young child, and I just felt it bringing so much joy into my life, and signing with just, not even a child, just anyone in the community, and I don't know, man, it's something I can't really explain, I keep getting the hit every once in a while, I get them spiritual, so some things you feel like, like, where is this information coming from, why is it nudging me in this direction, I don't know. But it's, it's, it's hitting me, and I'm listening to the guides. I'm listening to the spirit guides, and uh, I'm diving in. So getting apps on my phone. I just started a class. I just had my first class tonight. This is so awesome, man, and it's just I'm excited to get this journey started. And, again, I want to hold myself accountable. I know when I do this, I start off, and I'm, I will do like an hour a day, and then that kind of becomes impractical. Like I, I was trying to learn Spanish. I was doing Duolingo every single day, and then after a month, I, I died out. But I really want to hold myself accountable for this with classes, 
with exercises, videos, going through the alphabet. It's cool because I can just go to a store and start reading labels and start signing those letters. You know, so it's a muscle that I can continue to work. And then hopefully at some point when I, you know, take that next leap, I want to find, you know, a community where I can interact with. Again, it's probably going to take months, years to really be fluent in it. But, you know, I'm 25, might as well start now. I'm like, damn, dude, I should have started in high school. But there's no better time to start than the present. Present moment. So, yeah, man, the, uh, the catalyst for the idea of present started with ASL. And when I thought about the idea of learning ASL, I really thought of presence. And again, I really just, I think our presence, our undivided attention that we can give another human being by listening to them, by seeing them, and being with them, I'm talking looking at them in their eyes, calling them by their names, is a freaking gift. How does it feel when someone calls you by your name? How does it feel when someone looks you in the eyes and really sees you, sees you for what's you know, so, so many times we're putting on all these different masks and we're code switching so often that we lose sight of who we are, how we really feel. How many times, when I was going through the thick of it, man, I can't tell you how many times I said I was fine. And you hear other people say they're fine. No one is ever, f fine is the most broad word in the dictionary. It could go from down here to up, like it is freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. That's what it stands for, right? And you're saying these words, but you're not actually meaning it. It's not actually how you truly feel. So when you're with someone and you see someone and you feel someone, you know, you're empathic, you can pick up on people's energy and you're with them, you can see right through the bullshit, you know? Sometimes you can call them out for it, but be there with them. Nurture them, hold them, cradle them, see them, love them through that and be with them, man. I'm telling you, that is, that is where true friendship lies, true connection lies. And I just, I hate to lose that. And I think I lose sight of it sometimes, you know? Sometimes you get caught in the rigors of, of life, the, uh, the routines, and it boggles you down. But honestly, sometimes the best reminders for me are when other people are present with me and they really see me. And it's like, damn, man, I could show up like this every single day and give that gift to other people. It's so simple. And it's really, f it's, it's, it's easy. It's free, you know? But again, with so much noise in our lives, we're so worried and preoccupied with ourselves that it's hard for us to give that presence to someone else. Because it takes mindfulness, it really does. And how often are we able to just take 10 minutes a day and just sit in stillness, in silence, give a little body scan, right? How are we moving throughout this world? How are we feeling today? It's pretty powerful. But presence is, again, for other people, but also for ourselves. I mean, really being in the moment. The greatest moments in our lives are the moments where you get lost in them, right? I do this thing where <laughs> I imagine myself in the future too much, way too much, man. I mean, I think it's a beautiful thing when it comes to manifestation. I like visually seeing and feeling and hearing and smelling of what my future might look like and how I can create that. I can't tell you how many times I listen to a lot of interviews, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I will, as I'm listening, I'll answer a question like I'm sitting at like a late night show answering a question. Can't tell you, probably thousands of times I've done that, and I thought of different answers I would give. So I'm living in the future a lot when that happens. And sometimes, a lot of times, honestly, 
I'm experiencing something, I'm doing something, some task, a game, something's happening, and I'm like, oh, this is a cool, some, like something happens in life where I'm like, this was a cool lesson. And I take myself out of the moment mentally, and I put myself into this future moment where I'm explaining what's happening in this present moment to someone else. <laughs> so I'm not actually, instead of just living in this moment and being fully there, and then the moment's over, and then explaining it later on, I'm actually in the moment, but while I'm in that moment, my mind is in the future explaining what I'm learning in the present moment. So I'm actually not present with it. And I do this all the freaking time, all the time. And I think it's something that I can totally work on. But as I reflect in my life, when I'm moving, I'm doing an activity, I'm dancing, I'm you know, on stage, I'm performing. There are certain elements where we get into that flow state, right? That uh, the great movie, Oh my gosh, what is that movie called? It's the uh, the, the Pixar movie with um, Jamie Foxx. I don't know, but basically it's all about being in the flow state. And when you're in that state, man, what is that for you, right? Is that is that when you're, you're athletics, when you're on the field, when you're playing that instrument, when you're singing, when you're dancing, when you're cooking, when you're reading, you're, right? You're doing something and you're like, holy crap, 10 minutes felt like 10 minutes I've been doing this for two hours you know those kind of moments where you're so lost in it it's profound it is so deeply profound and that's presence baby that's all it is you're just there you're fully there and it's interesting how rare that is these days because of all the noise and our minds going all these other places which is why meditation is so important and so key and why it's so challenging because we got that monkey brain and our brains going all over the place I, st- I try I, med- I meditate at I try to at least meditate every single day for 10 minutes and I still struggle with it. My thoughts are just wandering all over the place. But it is a great practice. So, and for me, I, I'm, I like physical activity gets me into a flow state. So whether it's running, whether it's, which is why breath work is also really nice because it's a, it's a physical task and it really does keep you so present. It's insane. So presence, presence, presence is such a gift that we can give others. It's a gift that we can give ourselves. It's... You know, Robin Williams in Carpe Diem, the Dead Poets Society, when he talks about poetry and squeezing the the marrow, the bone marrow out of life. That's what I think of when I think of presence. You know, really being there. You're soaking in every beautiful, everything is so fucking beautiful, man. The trees, the grass, the freaking moon. Oh, that was like three, three nights ago. It was uh, the day after a full moon, and I looked up, and it was a blood-red moon when it's nice and low, and it's nice and big. And I'm just in awe. It's just, I can't even explain that feeling that it, oh, guys, it's just, it takes you somewhere. When you really sit present with the reality of how absurdly beautiful this world is, and it's very easy to ignore that and to see the negatives because there are a lot of negatives. But with every negative, there is a positive. And we can shift our perspective, right? Which is why we got to do the internal work because our internal world creates our external world and our thoughts that we think, what we see, we create. And I can choose to see the good in the world. I can choose to see the bad in the world. And I almost have that power to do that, right? It's what I choose. It's what I surround myself with. My environment. My diets. My things that I'm, things I'm surrounding myself with. And 
it's a power. It's a power that we can harness, that we can take it in. So presence, my friends. Yeah, I don't want to dive too, 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 too deep off the deep end, but that's what I got for you guys. I will keep you guys updated on how my ASL journey goes. Right now, it's feeling good. It's feeling good, the language. I can spell my name. I got a few words down, but it's going to be a journey. It's going to be an absolute journey, and I'm excited for it. I am excited for it. So thank you guys for tuning in. As always, if you guys are digging this vibe with this, share, comment, subscribe. Rate, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your loved ones. Let them know, let them know. I love the support. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Larkin underscore Andrew. My sister's helping me with my website, my updated website. So that's really exciting. That should be coming out hopefully soon. And uh, we're moving. We're growing. We're doing it, baby. We're doing it. And uh, as always, small act of kindness makes the world go around. Hug a loved one. Give him a nice bear hug. Human touch is so healing. So healing. High five yourself because you're beautiful. You're deserving. You're enough. You're worthy. You're here. For a reason, you are unique and gifted and so, so, so enough. And as always, strive to live a lucid life. This is Andrew Larkin. One love.